Hello and welcome to another episode of our Tech Talk here showing what's happening in the background, what are the core developers doing and developing for us. If you like this format in the show, then please, please give us a like, uh, make some comments. This helps the project. The algorithm can then better find our DeFi chain topics on YouTube. And before we start, I would first like to welcome my two guests for today, not three. One is missing. We have Yusin and Prasanna here presenting now something from the development side. Welcome. Hey, thanks, DZ. Thanks for having us again. Uh, yeah, happy to share what we've, the team has been working on for the last uh, month or so. A lot of exciting things happening uh, in the defection space as always. And after yesterday's uh, USD talk, I think uh, we're all really hyped up about what's coming up on, on DeFi chain. I, uh, I feel really, really good about uh, the whole uh, progress and the whole future about DeFi chain now. Uh, yeah, really excited. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just had the headlines uh, before the show, so I have no clue what you're presenting. Um, please tell us a little bit what are the topics for today you have prepared? Uh, yeah, so for me, I'm going to be talking about the Uniswap uh, liquidity mining program that was just uh, went live uh, a couple of days ago. I think a lot of uh, get a lot of questions from the community about what that is about. So I will be talking a bit more about that and also do a quick demo about how you can uh, do liquidity mining on Uniswap. Uh, and we'll also be talking a bit more on DeFi options. So the last talk we had, uh, Chi, the, the main uh, developer and researcher on DeFi options, talking about it. I'm just uh, going to be talking about talking about it a bit more from the user point of view and, and what it means. Uh, and I also bring some uh, DeFi management updates as well on timelines and, and things. Um, yeah, so that's on my side of things. And uh, Prasanna, you want to give a teaser about what you're going to be talking about? Yeah, thanks, Susan. Thanks, Lizzie, for having us. Uh, yeah, so the DeFi chain side, uh, we'll just um, we'll touch on what are the things that happened in the last couple of weeks about uh, what the releases actually had a little bit into the behind the scenes on what they were about. And then we'll also touch a little bit on uh, V3, uh, basic timeline of that, and then what are the major things that we're looking at. Some of these things we have already covered, but uh, the parts that we don't, especially the things that we talked about yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, what's relevant to that. So we'll just touch on that. Uh, that, that should be the main one. Cool. So amazing things. I would suggest we start into the details. We switch to presentation mode. Who wants to start? All right, I'm going to go first. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Raise my hand. <laughs> Are you sharing something? I am. Can, do you see that? Yeah, just a second not coming it's just black oh your screen is just black in the previous let me reshare let me stop and reshare yeah now it's coming okay Ooh. great oops uh why is it me um i said the wrong one <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> oops uh, yeah. Today we have already. some technical issues, so it started <laughs> and it proceeds in the same way. Cool, August. <laughs> right. Now we got August. So yeah, I'm not just sharing the window because I'm uh, I'm gonna do some demos. So I'm sharing mm -hmm. the whole screen. Uh, cool. Yes. So yeah, August. Uh, yes, yeah, August already. Um, yeah, some updates there. So today I'm gonna be talking about three things: Uniswap liquidity mining program, and rights, basically DeFi options, what it means uh, from a user point of view. And um, yeah, DeFi MetaChain, uh, some updates there from what's uh, what's coming up and all that. So yeah, let's start. So Uniswap liquidity mining. So I've been tweeting about it for the last couple of days about Uniswap liquidity mining. Uh, there are a lot of people that reach out to me asking what what's all this about? Uh, why 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 are we doing this? And what what all this uh, what all this means for the DeFi chain community? So today I'm going to be talking a bit more about that. So yeah, this whole thing started from the CFP that I put up um, basically to kind of like an attempt to reach out to the wider DeFi community to kind of like tell them about what uh, there's this DeFi chain that you guys are missing out, uh, this whole native side of things that you guys are missing out. So 
we're now getting into the uh, the kind of like the, the home base of DeFi in a way because Ethereum is where most of the DeFi actions are. So we're trying to get over there, do uh, bring liquidity mining program over there, bring the DFI chain token over there, and create some liquidity, create some uh, hype over there. Hopefully, the community can also create some noise as well over there because um, yeah, I think this is one of the opportunity for us to try to reach out to the DeFi side of things. Obviously, I think EVM and uh, DMC is going to be huge as well, but this is before that. So let's try to make some noise as well over on the Ethereum side. So yeah, this was just launched a couple of days ago. Uh, so so yeah, the, the, the URL is now uniswap.defichain.com. I mean, there's some feedback from the community as well that the earlier URL is like looking a little bit scammy. Uh, like you're not sure if it's the real one or not. So uh, talk to the team. Uh, we move it over to unisop.defachain.com, so it's more clear that it's it's the official one. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say official one because it's a community project, but it's just like we borrowed that that uh, subdomain uh, to do this, so you 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 can know for sure that it's, uh, that that's a legit one. Um, yeah. So looking at it right now, that's a screenshot I took just a couple of uh, like hours before this talk. Uh, I think the APR has gone down gone down now a little bit so this is the live one um so yeah we have three pools that are running i'm going to show the live one later so we have three pools that are running uh dfi usdt 60 percent at this point in time i think now it's lower now dfi usdc 38 and uh dfi eth uh, 45 apr if you do staking on these uh dex pools on uniswap um yeah and this uh just to be Reminded that this is only 1% from the actual reward that's going to kick in on August 22nd. So August 22nd, you can do you can do the math. It's multiply by multiply by 100. We're looking at 5900 and uh, 3800 and 4500. If the liquidity doesn't increase by then, I'm pretty sure it will increase. If it stays the same, then we're looking at more than a thousand percent on APR in in uh on August 22nd. Um. So that on on that side, um, the wider um like so on uniswap the pool is not new it has there has been some um action going around on the on the uniswap side for a while now but there's no reward beyond the the, the uh the commission so this is the first time that there is an additional reward that's given out on top of the commission uh for providing liquidity on uniswap so if you look at the live one here uh, you can go to v2.info.uniswap.org and try to search for dfi token is this icon because I mean they haven't they Uniswap stopped updating icons for a while now, so unfortunately it's showing us this icon. But it's, uh, you can um, you should be able to get the the official token address which has been around for more than a year now uh, from the blog or from defichain.com, uh, and you can enter the token address. You can get to this page, so you can see there are three three pairs that are uh, at Uniswap right now. The three that I mentioned, uh, and you can still liquidate as well. So we have over um over 2.5 million dollar worth of liquidity over at uniswap right now um the key thing is that now 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 the advantage of DeFi chain is going to be really really obvious because um if you provide liquidity directly on uniswap you're not going to be getting the liquidity mining reward because uh the uniswap contract is not able to pay out any rewards so for you to get the rewards, you have to stake on uniswap.defachain.com to be eligible for liquidity mining rewards. So even though you see that on the live one, you can see such a high liquidity over here. If the provider doesn't move it over to the to the liquidity mining program side, the the provider here is only going to be getting the commission and not the uh, not the uh, liquidity mining rewards. So it's going to be missing out a lot of that reward. So. Uh, yeah, so if you want to join this program, you should be uh, joining it through uh, this unisub.defection.com and uh, at your, I'm going to connect so that we can see how it works. Get my password. Yeah, so so yeah, so if you open up, you can actually add liquidity over here and you can see how much the APR and how you can add. So uh so we're at 33, 34, 33, and uh 25 for ETH one. So I added some ETH over here. Um so 
yeah, you can just add and specify how much you want to add. And um, let's say two, and then it will calculate the other side and you can just supply it and you can just sign it with the, with the, uh, with the MetaMask uh, wallet and you'll then be adding liquidity. So the key difference when you do liquidity mining on Uniswap versus doing it on DeFi chain is that we're so used to rewards appearing on our wallet automatically without having to do anything. But on EVM side, that's not possible. Like you don't have that uh, automation uh, flexibility on EVM side. You have to do everything. Uh, you have to always put in a transaction to to do something. So for this, you can see that I put in for a while now. I only put in like two DFI, so I lost like a tiny bit due to uh, impermanent loss, I guess. Um, yeah, so now I accrued some uh, DFI that I could claim. So I actually have to submit a transaction to claim that reward because I don't get that payout automatically. So I need to click claim and I need to uh, yeah claim my claim my reward from there. And um, yeah, and and I actually need to pay some gas to uh to to claim the reward. So I'm claiming for like zero point zero one DFI and I have to pay like four dollar here. So uh, so now you know the advantage of DeFi chain. So if you are to join this program just uh you may wanna you may not want to claim all the time you may want to claim when the amount it's larger than the gas that you have to pay um yeah so now you know the advantage of DeFi chain where everything is native you don't have to do any of that because the reward just go to your wallet and you just have to spend it um but yeah so do join the program and uh the timeline is uh, on 22nd August is where, just like the usual launch on, on DeFi chain, we have the 1% um, uh, trial for before be before it goes live fully so that people can get ready on the ERC20 token and, and uh, can test it out and make sure everything's working fine. And on Monday is where the real launch uh, occurs and uh, we're looking at 100x return from the current, um, from the current reward. Uh, and this program is going to run for one year, uh, according to the CFP. So there's a, that's a calculation that's already being done. Uh, if we have like 5 million liquidity total, we're looking at 43% on the first week. If we have less, then we're probably looking at hundreds and, and thousands of, uh, APR on the, on, on the first week. And it, uh, it reduces by 4% every week. So this program will run for, for a year. Um, so do, uh, get ready your ERC20 DFI. Uh, and there's a lot of exchanges now that list ERC20 DFI. So if you don't know where to get ERC20 DFI, uh, you can go to defichain.com and uh, you can find out um, where you can uh, get the uh, ERC20 token. Um, yeah, so the contract address you can get from here, the official one. So don't get scammed uh, with other DFI token because on Ethereum, anyone can create any token. So you want to use only the official one. Uh, and you can see the exchanges. Uh, some of them are actually supporting uh, the ERC20 version. Uh, there's a page somewhere that lists that I probably ecosystem. I think it was there in the ERC20 um, about oh, uh, okay. le learn more or something like that here. Right. Okay. Okay. This one. Yeah. I mean, there are some exchanges that, that are supporting uh, ERC20 uh, tokens now. So, um, Find out where you can get a ESC20 tokens and uh, you can start uh, staking. And a lot of the exchanges as well, uh, KuCoin and uh, KK5 provides the way for you to deposit uh, native side and get ESC20 and then vice versa side can also deposit ESC20 and get a native side. So it's all interchangeable. Okay. But uh, yes. Uh, what Any I have questions? learned now is um, we have to use this website yeah it's not going uh, on the original yes. Uniswap pool because then your address is not tracked and you will not get the uh, rewards uh, the correct ones. Yes. you have to use this you have to use uniswap.divachin.com yes if okay. you go to like uniswap and you try to add it yourself you 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 will be able to add to the pool but you will be missing out on the reward payout yeah, because then your code or algorithm will miss the address and you are not part of the program, something like that. Correct. Yeah, you cannot claim. Mm -hmm. Good. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for all of us here, let's try to reach out to the wider DeFi community because this is the first time a lot of, I think we, when we talk to a lot of people outside of DeFi chain community, they're always like, oh, how do I get a DeFi token, oh, it's not ERC20, uh, what do I do there? And it's always a, 
a barrier there. So for now, for the first time, they can do it directly on, on Uniswap. And we hope that this will get people uh, to know more about DeFi chain and also to feel comfortable about DeFi chain. And uh, from there, the website will be updated a bit more as well over time to, to also input include some education about the native side of things so that people that come on that website will learn more about the native side uh, and about DeFi chain. And hopefully we will bring more discovery over to uh, to the native uh, DeFi chain side and, and then hopefully they'll get hooked. Um, yes. So moving on to the next one, if you have any questions, uh, please do list it in the, in the comment or in the, uh, yeah, in the chat and, uh, we will bring up any, uh, questions about, about, uh, anything that I'm talking about here. So, um, yeah, so please do join a Uniswap program. I think it's going to be a pretty good return. Uh, if you miss like hundreds of percent of returns, uh, on DEX, it's, uh, you can you can uh feel that uh that rush again uh, to do that uh, hundreds of hundreds of percent return on apoi uh in in uh on the Uniswap side again uh so moving on DeFi options so uh there has been some uh blog posts talking about DeFi options as well it's in the pink paper that that um that DeFi chain is going to have the uh, DeFi options um um eventually so the team has been uh, investigating about how to do DeFi options in a way that is really uh, revol revolutionary. Uh, I would call it that because um, because we haven't seen any similar uh, or even any DeFi any options that are close to what we have uh, today. Uh, it's uh, it's called rights, just the experimental. Uh, term right now, but eventually it will be moved over to the to the DeFi chain side and then it will be available as the DFI uh, options uh, platform. Um, yeah, I think just to take a step back a little bit, I think DeFi chain, when we first started, uh, a lot of things we were taking what we have, what, what we see uh, on the DeFi side, and then we move it over to the native side, to the Bitcoin consensus, to the uh, consensus level and solidify things. For example, uh, the tokenization, even though it's new that we're doing on the native side, but uh, but we're taking what's available out there on the DeFi side and solidify on the consensus side on on DeFi chain itself. And and then the next thing we did was the DEX, where we took like Uniswap and moved it over to the native side, and have, and, and therefore we had the DEX. Uh, and then the cool thing that happens after that, I think we're pushing a lot in the boundary here. For example the tokenization on these stocks i think uh we're taking some of the good parts about uh let's say maker and some of the good parts about uh stable coin and putting it onto DeFi chain and with dosd as well i think we're really pushing the boundary here on how to do a uh, an algorithmic plus crypto back stable coin uh if you haven't listened to yesterday's twitter space uh please do listen it was a really really good one and uh and um yeah, and uh, there's some price prediction as well on what's going to be on the DFI side. <laughs> uh, it sounds really exciting. Uh, and uh, I, I I do see the logic behind that price, even though it's not a it's not a financial advice, but I do see if it works out as intended, I do see a possibility of the, of DFI hitting 2 to $4 in about uh, in just a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so we're, again, for with this DeFi, chain options uh we are again pushing the boundary here on what on-chain option uh could do so i'm gonna go through some of the key features here it's not launched yet i'm just gonna go through it uh briefly and um uh, and also talk about the timeline as well so the the name is called right so if you see right yeah it's a it's a prototype that's built on evm uh that will eventually be uh be used as a candidate for DeFi chain uh, if the community thinks that there's a great option and for us to, to do that. So it's more like a prototype right now. And uh, it features, um, the cool thing about rights that's different from the other DeFi options out there is that it features liquidity mining that, that we all love. Uh, that's what really brings DeFi out. I mean, DEX, it has, it, DEX has been around for a long time, but the emergence of 
Uniswap is what really uh, changes the whole pictures of DEX because you don't need to have order book. You just have to provide liquidity and it becomes really exciting and really fast and you don't have to like match orders all the time. And rights take that same principle about creating something that's that's fun to use and that's fast and you don't have to try to like create some order and try to match on, on the other side. Um, you take all this concept and put it together into something that's really fun on the option side and we're going to bring it over to, to DeFi chain. And uh, rights, one of the key thing as well for option is that if you understand how, how option works, if you provide like a strike price or the expiry and the different pairs and all that, it creates a, a lot of different markets and a lot of these markets are really small on chain. So if you compare to other uh, alternatives or on, on chain options, the markets are really, really thin. That's why it's not being used much because if you want to buy, let's say, an option on 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 Ethereum right now, you have a Hedgic and you have Open. Uh, the the mar the market is really thin because it's, there's not much action going on because it, all the liquidity pool are being uh, sliced really, really thinly across all the different strike prices and all the different expiries, and a lot of them end up not the the orders not being matched because they're just so tiny. Uh, so rights uh, aim to change all of that by having a combined liquidity pool. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about what, what it is. So there's this um, technical blog post that was put up by uh, by the research uh, by the research team that that put this up. I'm gonna I'm not gonna go through everything. Just wanna briefly scroll through uh, some of the key things uh, on, on this one. So um, yeah, so just like I talk about on the current. Ethereum side, we have Open and Hedgic, but uh, they are like they are really really limited because the the pools are uh, are sliced really thinly across different uh, options. And for Hedgic, you can only buy at the money option, and you cannot buy out of money or in the money uh, option. So it makes it very limited on what you can do with it. So it's very uh, inflexible on what you can uh, use it for. So rights or DeFi options that we're going to have is uh, aims to change all of that. It aims to bring the 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 fluid fluidity of uh, of like uh, DEX of AMM DEX over the option sites and make it just like uh, you can have you can buy any options off of a joint pool and you have a shared liquidity pool. So if anyone wants to provide liquidity on this on this pool, on on the option side, you don't have to specify. Oh, I want to provide only for the strike strike price. I want to only provide for this uh this expiry date because that 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 creates a really uh sparse uh pool that you can buy from. Um, yeah, and uh, also like this option allows you to resell because a lot of time when you buy an option, you do not want to wait until it expires before uh before you can uh you can exercise it because if you want if you want to gain instant liquidity about the option that that you can uh, exercise you can there's there's a secondary market that you can resell that so this uh rise allows you to do that so if you buy an option you can have the, the option is transferable so someone can create with a with a DeFi mainline chain for example someone can create a secondary market for for you to resell uh option that you already purchase on on DeFi options uh and then you can resell it on a secondary market on a on a different price so you can always transfer that so that's going to be really cool uh, on on the option side and if you the, so the problem about having a shared liquidity pool is that how do you then price an option traditionally for other options you have to there's an order book that you match so someone will have to put in a bid someone has to put in a, a, a an ask and then it will match but if you do a an automated one, the, the the key problem is how do you price an option for someone to buy? So the 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 usual way is you use a Black Scholes model. Black Scholes model allows you to price. Um, it's it's not an accurate pricing, but it's a it's just a model for you to kind of like price uh, an option. So if someone trades option, you usually will be using this to to determine if if an option is a good buy or is a, a not a good buy, or or a good sell, not a good sell. So uh, so the the key goal about the DeFi option is to try to mimic Black Scholes models as much as possible. Um, so there are a lot more things going on here, but I'm just gonna, I'm not not 
going to go through the details, but the key thing is that if you use this uh, Black Scholes model, um, there are a couple of things that are that that has to be come in from the outside. For example, like implied volatility, you don't have that on chain, and you don't you that's actually very uh, opinion opinionated as well. So you can't really value that on chain. So how do we do this uh, DeFi options easily on chain is by having some sort of a simplified Black Scholes model, um, basically uh, having two key things that changes. So um, generally we try to keep it to Black Scholes model, but we wanna allow a shared pool to for someone to buy from. So the, the model will determine the price, but if the price is so, it's so bad, you're gonna get people buying it over and over and over again until until the liquidity pool dries up because if the black if the model is not correct or if it's wrong, you're gonna get people people are just gonna exploit it. So so from there, if there's more buying demand, the price should shoot up. So um so the way that this model works, the automated pricing is that if there's more demand, the price would shoot up. And uh also if the price is so high and then if there's no and the demand dries up. How do we bring the price down again? So the price, because you can't sell against it, like for 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 a spot exchange, there's always a buy and there's always a sell that could push the price in different directions. But for DeFi options, the uh, maybe I should present the next slide first so we can get um, a clear idea. So I'm gonna get back to that again. So there are two roles on or for for an option. So the seller an option is also known as a writer of an option. Is where you will um, you will lock up part of your fund. In, in not, we're not talking about liquidity money. We're talking about uh, someone that sells an option. You lock up your fund to guarantee the option buyer that if the option buyer exercises against you, you have the money to pay up. But in exchange for the lock fund, you you gain the the price that the option buyer will pay you, also known as a premium. So on on the same uh, principle here. If you join a DeFi options, you can participate in liquidity mining and get DeFi payout. So that's the that's the part where it's already in the in the pink paper for the option incentive that's currently being burned today. Uh, so with this being introduced on DeFi chain side, this uh, reward will be then be reintroduced. It will not be burned to to incentivize um, DeFi holders from uh, to to provide liquidity or, on on this options pool and. Um, if someone buys against this pool, the buyer will have to pay a premium. So if you provide liquidity here, you're gonna you're gonna um, you're gonna get access to the premium immediately. But the the downside to doing this liquidity mining is that because premium expires ahead uh, in the future, so that when you want to withdraw your fund, you need to wait until it expire before you can ex uh, you can uh, withdraw that. So in order to make sure that it's not like forever, the longest time that you can buy on this current version is 30 days. So the actual one, I think we'll have to put up a DFib and uh, see what the community thinks, what's a, what's a good one. It definitely should not be too long, definitely should not be too short also. Uh, because yeah, if, you if you do liquidity mining on options, you are providing guarantee to the option holder if it exercises against you that you have to pay up. So this pool will handle everything. So if someone claims like ten dollar from the pool and the pool is a thousand dollar, you're only going to be losing a fraction of your, of your, uh, of of, of the locked up uh, fund that you, you you provide. And on the buyer side, um, you are you you can purchase, uh, against that combined liquidity pool. So you don't have to look for counterparty because this that's this liquidity pool that provides. Uh, liquidity for all the options that you can think of. I'm gonna show a quick um, like um, early preview about that uh, later, so you can see. And you don't have to look for counterparty. Like other uh, protocols today, you always have to say, "I'm I'm gonna bid for this price. I'm gonna wait for it. you're gonna I'm gonna ask for this price. You're gonna wait for another person to to bid for the price and and, and match." So for this automated one, you don't have to. It's just like DEX, just like AMM. Everything just works automatically, and it allows. The buyer, just like just like Dex as well, like there's a lot of trading of trading actions on the Dex today because there's so many bots that are running on our Dex today that they are arbitraging against the other market on chain and off chain on the Dex as well. So option market, there's also on chain and other off chain market. So people will arbitrage against that. So so it allows the buyer to arbitrage against other options market 
but only up to a certain limit because the more they buy, they're going to push up the price and it becomes less uh, less attractive. And then it will wait for it to, to come down again over time. And uh, the buyer will have to pay a premium for buying an option. So the premium will be paid in DFI and that DFI will go to the goes to the liquidity miner or the option writers. And uh, and if it if it expires the, uh, and expires in the money, the option will, will be exercised. So on the DeFi chain side, it will be automatically exercised, but on the EVM side, again, there's no automation. So you do have to exercise it yourself to, to claim against the pool so you get your fund back. Uh, so it's a European style option. Uh, it's not like, a, it's not the American style where, uh, so European style means that you only, you can only exercise it at the point of expiry. American style, you can exercise it anytime, uh, as long as the, you know, as long as your option is in the money. So back to here again. Uh, so if you if you're the buyer, um, so you you are able to put in any price and any expiry date and like not no longer than thirty days uh, in the future to 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 buy an option. So why would you buy the option? So so many reasons. So you want to hedge against certain things. You want to get a guarantee, and you want to predict the future price. There's so many different uh, strategies and options. So they will make. DeFi chain even more exciting with all the D stocks. I think it's gonna be really, really cool, really, really fun. I'm gonna do a quick early preview. Uh, it's not a working uh, demo, but just gonna do a quick one. Um, let me try to see that. Just so that you can get an idea about how this whole thing is gonna work. Yeah, I hope you can see everything. Okay, here we go. So this is the website. You can already see it on rights.finance. Uh, this is coming soon, but this is a prototype, uh, like a design prototype that you, that there's the app, uh, there's the app version here. So I'm gonna click on the app. Uh, you can see even the text is not there yet. So the option you can buy, you can buy call put option and uh, you can name the price of the strike and this is just for uh, easier use that it's uh, it's done in this fashion. But in actual form, you can actually name any price you want, and uh, just you can just basically name the price for the for the strike. Uh, and expiry, you can also set how much how long you want the maximum thirty days because the 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 liquidity miner has to be able to get out. So the long the, they have to wait thirty days before they can get out. So it's a long time. Maybe on DeFi chain side, we might want might just want to do it for 14 days. I don't know. Uh, we all leave it to the community side. Or we leave it 30 days because all I all I create multiple liquidity pool. I don't know yet. I mean, just all the different ideas here. Uh, that's why we're doing it on EVM right now, just experimental before we put it uh, on a native chain uh, entirely. Because this is something that's so new that there's not a single model that we can copy from from the EVM side that that we could bring across today. So, and then you can enter the amount that you want to buy the option for. And um, yeah, and then you can just, uh, they'll tell you the the, the premium that you have to pay. And when, once you agree, agree with that, then you can just submit on chain and uh, you get the option. And on the liquidity side, uh, there should not be a pool type. So there will be DFI asset. Okay, DFI asset is basically to provide uh, liquidity against a uh, call option buyer, let's say for DFI USDT pool, for for DFI USDT uh, option. So you can provide liquidity on DFI side. You don't really have to care what is it called, is it put. You're just providing liquidity, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to know the APR for the uh, for the reward, and you'll also be getting a premium as well. If someone buys when you are staking, when you are liquidity mining. If someone buys against that pool, you're gonna get the premium and premium will be accessible immediately and the reward will also be accessible immediately. But the amount that you lock up, it's gonna take 30 days for you to, to get out. And so yeah, on the other side, so you can provide liquidity on USDT as well. So this is a demo uh, on this. And the positions, um, so if you buy an option, you can see if uh if you're in the money or you so this is like you lose the uh, you lose the premium because you it, it doesn't end in the money so you you have to pay the premium I mean you already pay the premium when you get the option so you just it just ends um like um 
unable to be exercised because it's out of the money. If it's in the money, you can exercise, you can claim the uh, the, the cash payout for, for the option that, that you, uh, you end up in the money. And if you provide liquidity, you can see that um, um, if you want to unlock, you have to wait for a period of time before you can uh, fully withdraw all your fund. And uh, also, just like DAX, there, you will be subjected to, uh, on DAX, we call it impermanent loss, but for option, you will be subjected to some loss because uh, some option buyer may end up in the money and they have to claim against you. So you may, you may end up with some loss. But the through simulation, we think that the reward will be higher than the loss that you might get because of the, uh, the model doesn't allow too much arbitrage, only allow for some arbitrage to happen. So um, yeah, you, you might lose some unless it's an extreme market swing that you might, uh, you might lose uh, more of your uh, stake. But just like, just like DEX, right? just like impermanent loss, nothing comes for free. So you're providing uh, your, your liquidity here in exchange for the reward, and you are subjecting your liquidity to provide claims against option buyer that ends up in the money. So I hope that explains uh, what rights all about. And um, yep, and I hope you guys are excited about that. Uh, we're gonna run it for uh, for three months on the Ethereum side. Um, and um, yeah, after that, we will get feedback and bug fixes and improvements. Uh, and we will then uh, recommend it for adoption into native DeFi side. Uh, or, or DeFi Mina Chain. Let's see on how the workload will be, but it will be part of DeFi Chain eventually. And uh, and the DeFi rewards are pre-allocated in DeFib. So all of this, I mean, I'm just t um, talking about all this, but it will all be in the DeFib again before any decisions are made. So I can't make all this decision. I'm just picking up some recommendations and some ideas about, about this trial run for three months and after that, what happens. Um, yep, that's all the DeFi option side, if there's any questions. Yeah, um, maybe one uh, at the very early beginning uh, question. Yeah, why is this option option <laughs> optional means uh, <laughs> it was on the roadmap. Uh, why should uh, masternodes vote on the implementation on the native D side? DeFi sure, side. I, I agree. That's why the team is working on. I think we, I think there are other things to vote on. For example, like should it be like 30 days, should it be 15 days, or should it be 14 days? I think those are the things that maybe we discuss. I don't know yet, but when we all know for sure that it, it's going to get onto on the DeFi chain side, and we know for sure that the rewards are already pre-allocated and it's already being burned today. Mm -hmm. But on the on the actual details, I think we have to put up a defense so everyone gets to uh, have, a, have a say on the decisions before it gets on, on chain. Mm -hmm. Okay, we will have a look. Uh, maybe just a comment. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of work must be done uh, before to educate the community and the people. It's really new fancy stuff. And if you have never heard about option trading, uh, uh, you have to do some homework to um, learn how it should work. Um, I have a rough idea now after your presentation, but um, yeah, also on my side, I have to learn uh, how it will then work. Um, we will share the link uh, later on on this rights. So um, there's all yep. the information we have and uh, can have a look on. Remember, just like uh, less than two years back when we did the DEX, right? uh, a lot of people was like, wow, DEX is so complex. What's this <laughs> yield mining on DEX all about? But now all of us understand DEX like in the back of our hand. Like we just know on top of our head how, how everything works and with these stocks as well like when we first started like what is this loan thing i don't get how it works but now everyone all of us understands yeah. like like nothing i'm pretty sure in no time everyone all of us here will really understand DeFi options really really well and we can also help to educate other people as well about DeFi options mm -hmm. cool that's all regarding the options trading there was one question we shifted to the end a general one um, then go ahead with the DeFi meta chain Cool. Thanks. Yeah, DeFi MetaChain. Um, I wish I have more technical uh, updates there, but uh, I'm gonna leave a lot of technical updates to the next one because uh, it's gonna take a while to go through everything. So maybe the next one, Tech Talk, we're gonna really dedicate to DeFi MetaChain. A lot of work have been, has been done. So this is just a recap 
for those of you who are new to 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 DeFi management, just a recap on what what it's all about. It's basically to bring EVM as a layer two to native DeFi chain side to allow um, community and all of us to write smart contracts to 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 interact with D stocks, to interact with D tokens, to interact with DFI, and do a lot of amazing things on on DeFi chain. I think it's gonna open up so many doors and so many cool stuff happen. So. So yeah, just to recap, uh, native DeFi side, we're doing POS plus W um, with the master nodes and DeFi management. There's no new mining. Every block on DeFi management side is anchored to the to the native side. So it's like a parallel uh, side by side chain with uh, with the native side. So there's no separation there, and it's everything's still going to be really close together. And native side is still going to be there is still the key thing that we uh the key usp for for, for DeFi chain um yeah and coins and token can go across both chains uh in a very simple manner so there's no uh all the d stocks and all the d tokens and all the usd can happen in both sides and which also means that usd can now uh has a possibility to to be bridged to other uh, EVM blockchains as well to have even a greater uh, impact on the whole DeFi uh, ecosystem. So these are all uh, I've shared before in the last one, just a recap. And uh, the key thing I want to share is basically the roadmap of progress. There's a lot of work that's already been done in this space. Um, it's getting clearer now about when it's going to happen. And in uh, in September, uh, there will be a website and white paper that's been published. I know it's we're, we're really late now about uh, in a late stage now about DMC, but I think a white paper is still going to be really helpful to explain to a lot of new people that just stumble upon DeFi chain, to stumble upon DMC, to learn what all this is about and what, why are we doing this and why, why are we doing the native side plus the meta side. And uh, there will be a promotional video for DeFi meta chain. Uh, the team is, uh, the marketing team is kind of planned for that. It's, uh, I kind of like know roughly the storyboard. Uh, I think it's quite quite cool just to explain how it comes from native side and now we've 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 matured enough to, to get into to the EVM side as well. And um yeah, I think that the 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 timeline here is very conservative. We might be able to do it a little bit earlier just to uh it's gonna happen this year for sure. So there will be a testnet launch and followed by a mainnet if testnet is all successful. Uh and there will be an explorer launch alongside with mainnet, so it's actually happening at the same time. So you don't you don't you don't you, you don't have to work blind with Iron Explorer, um, and the cool thing there's also a hackathon that's being planned right now. I think there will be a CFP that's being submitted uh, soon to organize a hackathon. the The cool thing about that is we want to try to encourage a lot of people to build things around the DMC side, and uh, hopefully we'll also get some of the one of the bigger projects as well to port over to the DMC side. Uh, to run uh, on 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 DeFi chain side, um, yeah, that will. This is roughly the the high level timeline, and it's again, it's a very conservative timeline. Uh, we that might be able to to um, hit it earlier. I mean, there's no promise, but it's definitely going to happen uh, this year. The team is working super hard on that. If you want to follow on the progress, go uh, check out the 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 GitHub. Um, uh, repo, you can see the progress that's happening right now and participate in the discussion as well, participate in the reviewing the code. Uh, as always, like all that's very important to make sure that the code is safe and everything. Uh, the team is, uh, I, I think a lot of ideas are being put in a, uh, in, in a document. So you can also see a lot of document, documentation there as well uh, on the technical implementation and how all this is going to work. So there's a lot of technical details that's happening on, on that side. Uh, again, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go into too deep on technical details today because it's uh, gonna take a long time. Uh, we're gonna have the next show uh, on mm -hmm. Tech Talk. We'll, we will have uh, the team talk about way more details on there. And um, <laughs> yeah, this piece on the probably the video direction on on how it gets into uh, DeFi meta chain. Um, yeah, so for those of you who are technical, do follow the progress on GitHub. There's a lot of things already being done there. Um, the team will share more details uh, in, in the next one. So, yep, exciting times ahead. Um, yep. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for the presentation. Yeah, Thanks. a lot of things are happening. Yeah, and um, we should look forward to it. Um, 
I'm looking forward to the next Tech Talk and the DeFi MetaChain. Uh, more details will be really interesting. But we have another topic left. There was now a question regarding uh, this. Um, now we switch over to more the present, <laughs> not the future. Prathana, do you want to share? Or should um, Yusin try? You have some technical issues. Hopefully we, you will stay. Uh, yes, sorry about that. I think I, I have some difficulty presenting. So if um, I okay, share, I'm gonna share that. Link. Yeah, somebody can yeah, present. Can you see anything? Yep. Okay, there yes. we go. I need some time. Okay. All right, there we are. Uh, thanks, Susan. Okay, so DeFi chain, uh, let's go over into updates. Um, so next slide, we'll just start with, okay, what was in the last couple of updates that we saw, which was mainly 2.9.3, uh, but 9.3 had a, a minor CPU usage regression, so we released uh, 2.9.4, which fixed that. So basically one of the key things that 2.9.3 resolves is while syncing uh, the chain in the past, I uh, think the uh, pasted some of the common errors, but these are things that I think a lot of people have run into. And uh, in the last couple of months, the, the frequency of that was increasing over and over again. And uh, so like, vaguely on the lines of level DB error or IO errors, and then the chain would crash. Uh, the node would crash and then you know you'll have to restart it sometimes it'll end up in data corruption and whatnot so this is one of the key things that we've been focusing on and this is uh is not just uh to DeFi chain this is something that bitcoin faced in the past as well and a lot of it was attributed to how the level db was actually being used and so now we this is at completely fixed now in 2.9.3 so the chain uh the node should be expected to be stable and these things should not happen. So if at all you end up seeing any of these, please report it. Uh, but we expect we have good confidence that uh, the node should start syncing now. And then after 2.9.4, it should sync all the way to the tip and you should not experience crashes. The team has been really working hard on that. Uh, so in the next slide, we'll just see uh, what some of the basic things that's there. Uh, okay, so behind the scenes, what actually was it? was uh, the errors were caused by uh, invalid sockets that were actually being closed uh, in the SPV code. So for context in DeFi chain, uh, the SPV code is based off an external library that is Bread Wallet that was integrated very early on. And uh, it turns out that Bread Wallet code had this memory issue as well. So uh, this is something that we fixed here and we are also upstreaming the fix into the Bread Wallet code. And uh, so once that was fixed, uh, basically what was happening was it was going ahead and closing random file descriptors, which were already closed. And so that's why LevelDB was trying to read a database and those file descriptors were actually closed instead. And uh, it took a little bit of, uh, quite a bit of debugging, um, thanks to Peter, who's one of the core developers who dug into that and actually found that. And then uh, another thing that 2.9.3 included is there's a concept called MockNet now. Uh, that is primarily used to test. Uh, this is something that we've been internally using to test in the last couple of versions, but now it's been mainlined and uh, the code is already there. You can activate it with a simple mocknet flag. There are a bunch of other parameters as well. Uh, but one of the key things is today we have testnet, which is great for everybody to test and then keep uh, you know, without any actual consequences. Uh, but there are scenarios where you actually need the mainnet data that it's actually holding. So for instance, stock split is a great example. If you look at it on testnet, it would be you know, really quick, but then on mainnet, it takes a significant amount of time because it has to migrate over all of this data. So mocknet, basically what it does is it creates a fork off the tip of the chain, but that's completely incompatible 
with the current uh, mainnet. And this is also something where you can, it also introduces a fake masternode. So the masternode will keep on mining really fast and uh, you can start it, stop it. You can produce your own masternode as well. Uh, but based on the existing mainnet data, it, you've now forked off a completely fake network, which you can use to test it. And uh, so that's MockNet. Um, so uh, again, this, this is something that's critical for us when it comes to, I'll touch a little bit later on how we're doing some of the testing. Uh, so just wanted to mention that. And then uh, along with these, we've also fixed a bunch of SPV memory leaks. So if you've been having some memory that has been continuously expanding, uh, again, SPV is the cost of that. That's another thing that we fixed as well. So basic focus has been quite high on stability on this one. And uh, then beyond that, there's been uh, more of C++ code uh, modernization for people who are interested in the technicals. Uh, okay, so now that 2.9.3 is over, let's move on to, if you can move on to the next slide. Uh, what is next, which is V3. Uh, so the expected uh, timeline is node release towards the end of this month. Uh, hopefully a little, uh, you know, perhaps somewhere sometime in the last week of August. So that's what we are targeting at the moment. Um, and then hard fork um, in about 10 to 10 days to uh, two weeks from that time frame. It should be early to mid-September. Now, coming to what's actually going to be there in V3, um, if we could go to the next slide. Thank you. Uh, so the key features. So one is going to be negative interest rate, which has been talked about uh, on SRA stereo space as well quite deeply. And then um, the inconsensus management of some of the DFIPs for which Ticker Council has been managing so far. We already have the capabilities, but we didn't have the capability to do it in consensus. So all that automation is now going to be a part of V3. And then the next major key feature is on-chain governance, which we've already gone in detail. Um, so I won't touch much more on on-chain governance, um, but yeah, if, can we go to the next slide? Uh, okay, so negative interest rates. What does this, uh, how is it actually going to be implemented? So today, if you look at it uh, on-chain, today we have loan scheme, which is one interest percentage, and then you have token interest rates. So there are two different interest rates. So loan scheme, the way it operates today is it's pretty much a static interest rate. So once a loan scheme is set, even if a loan scheme is updated on chain, the an existing vault, the user's loan interest rate will not actually change until a user actually goes and acts on it in any way. It could be adding a collateral, it could be uh, paying off the loan, it could be taking a new loan. When that happens, the loan scheme will update itself. This is done so that you know, there's no surprises. Somebody just uh, takes a loan and then suddenly it doesn't get updated in the background and then you don't end up accumulating a huge amount of interest. So that's the way loan scheme currently operates. So we'll keep it exactly the same way. Token rate interest is something, this is the one that's going to be more of the di dynamic economy. So whenever a token interest rate is updated, then all the walls and every interest rate of that particular token is going to be updated. Uh, now, this is also important in terms of negative interest rate, because if we don't update it, uh, don't actually migrate everything, then negative interest rates, the way it will apply, it will not make a lot of sense. So until a user actually acts on it, then the negative interest rates will not apply. So um, when, whenever a negative interest rate is applied, how will it now affect the vaults? If a vault has existing loans, um, our existing principal or interest amounts, when they have any of that, then the negative interest rate will actually keep going back and reducing them. But if the number, total number amount of loans is you know less than or equal to zero, then it's pretty much equivalent to zero. So it's the same as you know you not having any loan and then not having any interest rate at all. Um, so that's how interest rates, negative interest rates are going to work. So I, I, I think this is the way that it's expected and then it's, it's fair. So people who have loans, who have been a part of this ecosystem will end up benefiting a lot more from the negative interest rates. Okay, uh, next slide. And uh, so now just touching over some of the other expected features, on-chain governance, uh, we've already gone into detail. If you can go to the next slide, just have the uh, quick, uh, the one that I presented last time. Uh, isn't? Could we move to the next slide? Okay, 
So this is the on-chain governance, a basic layout that we uh, discussed last time. So I won't go into detail, but basically what uh, we will not enable on mainnet is going to be the payment to the payout address. So the payout is something that now can be controlled on-chain and then that'll be disabled so that we can have the overall process, but still not move in, graduate into that payout yet. That's the final step. So we'll do the payout after we three manually as we do today, but everything else is something that we'll completely move. Uh, we'll have the capability fully built in on-chain for V3. So can we go back to the previous slide? Um, and then, so, okay. So uh, in the previous slide, basically, you know, yeah, the next one is consortium. Uh, basic foundations of consortium, that's another one that's expected. And then masternode operator update, which has been there for quite a while, uh, but it's still in testing. So uh, I do not know if the team will actually get enough time to be able to test that because we have ended up fitting in negative interest rates and the automation of DFIPS. Uh, so if you're not able to test that, then it may get pushed further. But, uh, you know, I, with the community, I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you can also, you know, the PR is there. Uh, I, it's, it's ready. The tests are also there. If you can take it and then uh, in, increase the confidence of that, that'd be super helpful. Um, okay. So that's basically what's going to be in V3. And then we can move to the next slide and the next slide. Two more slides. The next one. Okay. Uh, just want to really quickly touch on other efforts that are going on. Uh, I won't go into this in detail at the moment, but one of the things that uh, teams have internally been using to automate, uh, I, I, to actually test each of the PR and how it maintains backward compatibility, whether it creates a fork. So uh, this is something that we've been doing internally for the last uh, couple of months. So we are now open sourcing that and then we are automating the CI pipeline so that it can do that automatically on each of the major PRs that is that is being introduced by anyone. Uh, so what it basically does is today full sync it takes about two to three days to complete. So every PR you can't actually wait for that feedback to to even know that it does it affect anything uh, in the past. In which case you know you need to modify it. So what we do is we have split everything parallelly. Uh, so let's say 50, 50K blocks, and then uh, we have N number of VMs or N number of containers that are running in parallel, and then they will all try to sync a certain amount of blocks, assuming everything else is right. And if the, any of them goes wrong, then eventually, then basically, you know, the whole thing is uh, errored in some way. So we split it parallelly, and then we run all of these sync tests so that this whole two to three day process is now compressed in just under two hours. Uh, something we can still tweak. We can even get it done faster if there's an absolute need. Uh, but that's uh, that's part of the automation pipeline that I've been working on, and all of that is going to be open sourced and then uh, you know become a part of the CI. Uh, that's one aspect, and then other bit is there's also going to be a bit of Rust. Uh, this V3 is going to be the first release with uh, a little bit of Rust code actually mainlined. Um, I know we're running out of time, so I'll just uh, really quickly touch on it. So after V3, compilation steps are going to require Rust as well going forward. Uh, the main thing that's being implemented in Rust is the automation of the DFIPS. So they are very tiny units of code, but the larger focus is on the overall build uh, tool chain and then integrating Rust into it. So the PR is there, and then there is the library that is being pulled uh, by the node, which is the Libane RS, very, very early uh, of previews to come, but a small module from there is what will be imported into the mainline code. And that's open source as well. Um, and then there's also a gRPC module. Um, this gRPC, there's was some, a lot of experiments uh, in there in that library, but not all of them will be used. But the idea is slowly, uh, you know, we will start moving a lot more of these uh, into the mainline code. Okay, uh, can we go to the next slide? And uh, then uh, last bit of uh, another smaller effort, but it's going to be a significant impact is uh, thanks to the technical committee member, Daniel Kagara. Uh, I pointed out uh, and uh, did the initial work on the uh, upst looking at the upstream code for Bitcoin, uh, which has a lot more optimizations in, in terms of pre-computed tables and a bunch of caching as well. Uh, on the elliptic curve library that's being used. And this significantly improves uh, the overall syncing performance. Uh, we don't have 
precise numbers yet, but it's somewhere on the lines of uh, around 20% improvement is something that we are seeing overall so far. But that's something that we are still testing and we expect that this is going to be a part of V3 as well. So stability and then a little bit of performance as well. So I think V3 is going to be a pretty good one. Thanks again to Daniel for uh, doing the initial work and profiling all of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically all the updates. And uh, yeah, thank you to all of those who help and test. That's the most important thing. Uh, we can't have enough. So please do help there as much as you can. Uh, all right, I, I just touched on everything uh, quickly. Mm -hmm. If there's any questions, happy to take them. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah. A big update, I think, the version 3, a lot of things changed. Um, may I ask, we can also switch back. Um, one topic from yesterday's Twitter space regarding this distribution of the DEX fee. Any ideas uh, when this could came, um, the switch update? So this is not something that we are planning for V3 uh, because sure. distribution of the DEX fee is something that's going to be uh, in quite involved in terms of the tech. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we combine that, I think that it'll push it quite significantly. Uh, so like, right now, the automation that we are looking for is is the previous ones that has already been passed. And anything that's yet to come, I don't think will make it for V3. Uh, I think it makes it makes more sense for us to like just get this out there so we have all the tools that are there to accomplish it and then go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I think that's all regarding general uh, questions to the note. Then we had one or two general ones um, I want to show. Um, uh, one was uh, if we should not uh, move the bug bounty program to Hats Finance. Um, to reach more security experts. Using any plans, any ideas? Um, I don't have an answer to that. Uh, if you think that makes sense, uh, I think you can ask for a CFP and then uh, start a program in Hats Finance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't have a right or wrong answer to if it works. So the more people that test the code, the more people that look into it, it's always, it builds up the confidence that our code is safe. So yeah, I'm open to that. Okay. And another question was here. Um, there's really much in the pipeline. Uh, are the team, team thinking about RWA? Is this a strong use case for DeFi MetaChain? Uh, I don't know what RWA is. Do you know it? Any ideas? I, I'm, I'm, I don't know either. I so, risk weighted asset. I'm not sure, but I uh, even if even even if it's a risk weighted asset, I'm not sure how to how that applies to to this. Maybe you don't have to supply the whole hundred percent of the of the backing when you when you uh, provide options so that you can only pro supply the amount that could be claimed. I don't know. I don't know if, even even if that's the the right the right one, but uh, mm -hmm. the general answer is that, uh, like the fact that I don't know, also the fact that it's not in the in the pink paper right now. So we're not aware of that. So if you think it makes sense, uh, please do uh, create a Reddit post or create a PR to the pink paper, submit your 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 opinion there, and we can all have an open discussion if it makes sense for us to have it on DeFi chain. Yeah, great idea. So if um, someone in the community has a good idea for DeFi meta chain or what can be a use case, make a Reddit post, share it with the community and together we will find uh, good use cases, I think, um, that can be implemented later on. Yeah, that's all from the chat I saw. Um, one question you already answered, using <laughs> the I have to show it here about Atomic Swap. <laughs> Uh, everyone is still waiting out there, or a lot of people are waiting out there. What was your answer? Um, I answered in the chat that uh, the atomic swap, I, I think it'll probably be great, uh, depends on the blocking team to have it on testnet. So until we build up confidence on testnet, that it's all safe again, uh, and then we open up uh, on mainnet again. So I, I think we can aim for having, having, having it on testnet, maybe on V3, uh, Prasanna, would that be okay? I don't know, his, his person is <laughs> frozen, looks like he's okay. <laughs> gone again. <laughs> A really big issue. Okay, 
test should be fine. Test that yeah, as a goal, only this... and yeah. uh, then yeah. we will have a look. Um, another new question: um, uh, Are you still monitoring the Bitcoin node for improvements? Uh, and secondly, will DeFi chain node mock to Rust completely? Move, I think it's a typo. Um, we do monitor uh, Bitcoin improvement. I mean, Bitcoin is uh, it, they move really, really slowly in 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 a good way. That's why Bitcoin is so stable. Mm. Like if there have been some improvement on Bitcoin side that could potentially um, uh, push push it over to to DeFi chain side, but I think we have we 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 all have to test that as well. So um, we're like for for now, I think we we're we are progressing on things on on DeFi chain side. But if you think there's some key improvement on bitcoin side that you think can really benefit DeFi chain side uh maybe open up a pull request on there or even suggest in the reddit thread uh we will definitely look into that uh on the second question will DeFi not move to rust completely um for DeFi management side it's going to be on rust entirely for native side there are some new stuff that are built on rust now uh i mean the question is always like do we want to rewrite everything in Rust right now uh, and not push out anything. Uh, I think we probably do not want to do that. So that's mm -hmm. why the newer stuff are being written in Rust because it adds more, a lot more safety mm -hmm. uh, to everything. And uh, yeah, and on DeFi Mesh, it's it's completely in Rust. Okay. Ah, now the people come more and more questions. And <laughs> <laughs> I think you're very familiar with this question, ledger integration. <laughs> Still that, that will be that will be cool. I, I I hope that maybe someone can build it on the community side. I don't know. Like, I I think the developer the uh, the, the development team uh, that we have right now um, are yeah they're all pushing on so many things that we're building on mm -hmm. uh, really really packed right now. But if, uh, it's something that I really love to use as well. I have a ledger sitting in front of me right now. I would love to use it for for. For DFI as well, so if someone can can do that, that would be great. Or if we uh, have more bandwidth on our side, then uh, we will definitely look into that again. Okay, so priority currently more low. Uh, we are pushing or working on other topics, but still in the mind uh, of all of us, I think. Cool. That's all from the chat. What I see so far, uh, Prasanna lost again in this show uh, we have some technical issues uh, also before starting the show but it worked yeah i think um, you showed all the topics you wanted to show and even prasanna could explain what's coming up with the note version 3 thanks for joining using a really great show i like thank it. you so much um, i'm looking forward to next one defi meta chain deep insights um, we should mark the calendars, um, will be then end of September roundabout. Um, and yeah, looking forward what's happening on DeFi chain, all the things coming. Um, I'm very confident that we improve the complete system in a very good way. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Daniel, for hosting us. And I'm just glad that Prasanna uh, were, were able to present his part <laughs> throughout because I would not be able to present <laughs> his part. It was so technical. I'm just glad that you managed to do that. Uh, yeah, thanks for hosting us, DZ. I'm, uh, yeah, a lot of things coming up. I'm really uh, excited for the next one where we, we, we can talk a bit more technical details about DMC uh, and really looking forward to DMC and what it could bring. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Ben? Thanks for watching out there. Have a great day. See you soon on this channel with DeFi Chain Topics. Have a great time. Thank you all. Bye-bye.